Good morning. Buenos dias. Welcome. Bienvenidos. How good it is to be in the house of the Lord or worshiping online today. If you could take a moment for those who are online, if you could just say hi, type into the comments where you're worshiping from. For those who are here in person, if you could just take a moment, turn to your neighbor, give a wave, a howdy, a hello. Can you see the person's name tag next to you so we know names? Uh, for those who are worshiping here for the first time, uh, either online or in person, we do have a welcome to MCC card in the pew. If you could fill that out, place it in the offering plate. We have all sorts of studies going on right now at MCCLV. Uh, a book study on Centering Prayer, Mondays at 6 p.m. that meets via Zoom. Tuesdays we have a Bible study that meets at 6 p.m. on Zoom or 7 p.m. in person. And uh, it would just be great uh, to gather uh, with folks either online or in person for those studies. Um, if you could uh, like and share the broadcast, that would be wonderful. There is someone who needs to hear a word from God today. If you could let someone know that you've experienced the healing power of God at MCCLV, uh, that would be wonderful. We are all in need of healing. And I believe that completes, oh, there will be a communion liturgy uh, today. So uh, everyone should have received a communion kit on your way into the sanctuary. If you didn't receive a communion kit, you could put a hand up in the air and we will bring one to you. For those who are online, uh, we'd love for you to join in the communion liturgy. And so if you could get a piece of bread and a cracker and some juice uh, ready and prepared uh, so you can participate in the communion liturgy. And that completes our worship-related announcements. If you could please rise as able, let's join in saying together MCCLV's purpose statement. MCCLV's purpose is to worship and serve God through acts of justice and compassion. And now let's share a sign of peace with one another. You can do the peace sign, you can do the hug sign. Uh, if, you're, if you're worshiping online, type in the word peace and let's share, let's share the peace. Shining in the midst of the darkness, shining Jesus, light of the world, shine upon us, set us free by the truth. You now bring us shine on me, shine on me, shine, Jesus, shine, fill this land with the Maker's glory. Tell your story, shine on me, 
time Fill this land with the Maker's glory Blaze, Spirit, blaze Set our hearts on fire Flow, river, flow Love the nations with grace and mercy Send forth your word creation proclaims the greatness and love of God. God's love permeates even the deepest darkness. The light of God shines on us with new hope. We are called to be people of compassion and justice. Open our hearts, O oh Lord, to see your light and live in your hope. Prepare us for service to all your people and to this world. Amen. You may be seated as we continue to worship. confess to God where we may have fallen short. And what I love about a unison confession is that we're in this together. We're in this confession together. So if you'll join me in our unison confession, gracious and forgiving God, you have called us by name, knowing each of us 
and loving us. We are astonished by this. We know that we have behaved in some very unloving ways. We've been unkind and judgmental, stingy and selfish. In our day-to-day -day lives, we have not always promoted your ways of grace and mercy. Forgive us and turn us around. Help us to be people who not only recognize the light, but who are willing to live in that light, bringing help, hope, and energy to others in your name. For we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And as your sibling in Christ, let me assure you that we are a blessed and a forgiven people. God pours out God's love on us constantly, forever and ever. Amen. And we are standing, or if not standing, we are on holy ground at this time. We're in sacred space. And we've established here that this is praying ground. And so let's focus ourselves, center ourselves on our God who is so loving and gracious. And for those who are worshiping online, you can type your prayer requests directly into the comments on the worship broadcast. For those who are worshiping in person today, I'm gonna to pause in just a moment, and in that pause, we're going to lift up any prayer needs for any beloved ones, any people in our lives, any situation, any circumstance. And so let us pray. God, you have brought us together for this time of worship. We are so very grateful. We revere you, God. We turn to you for wisdom, for mercy, and for grace. Through Jesus and through others, you invite us to come and see. And here we are. We have come to worship you. We have come to see your glory and power in this time. We trust that you will sustain us, that you will bless us in ways we cannot even imagine. We are humbled that you have given each one of us gifts to share with the world. Create in us an awareness of how you are calling us. And sometimes, you know, God, we just need it to be really obvious. We just need your call to us to be really obvious. So, uh, Lord God, call us clearly in this time together. Enliven us, energize us, we pray. And let's all say, amen.
Good morning, church. My name is Ray, and I bring you greetings from MCCLB in Bethlehem. Now, children, you might have noticed that I have a bottle of water with me today. And so I want you to think back to the summertime or any time when you're playing or uh, doing an activity and what happens after a while, right? You need a bottle of water because what does water help do? It helps re-energize, it helps rejuvenate our bodies so that we can continue doing uh, whatever activity we were doing at that time but our souls also need that. So how do, we, how do we get that for our soul? Well, we put our faith in God. And when we put our faith in God and we ask God for help, he will always help to rejuvenate and re-energize our souls. Now church, will you pray a blessing with me over these children? Loving and amazing God, we thank you for the gift of these children. God, we humbly ask that when these children are in need of rejuvenation and they need their souls re-energized, God, we just ask that you, you remind them that they can always come to you. And whenever they come to you, God, you will, you will grant them that rejuvenation and you will help re-energize their souls so that they may continue with their activities as they walk through life. Amen. Have a wonderful day, children. My name is Shirley Sweat, and I bring you greetings from my home in Allentown, PA. Happy New Year to all of you, and to our beloved church, MCCLV. In 2022, our mission will continue to be serving God through acts of justice and compassion. The church is one body, made up of all believers, in heaven and on earth. The goal of the church as a whole is to spread the gospel and teach new believers how to grow in faith. The motive of the church as a whole is to exalt the Lord Jesus Christ and to glorify God, the Creator. MCCLV was a faithful church body throughout 2021. If you are financially able to help MCCLV continue its mission in this new year, you can give your offering online through MCCLV's website at www.mcclv.org. Click on the donate button or give via PayPal. 
You may also write a check to MCCLV and mail it to the church at 1401 Greenview Drive, Bethlehem, PA, 18018. God has given us every good thing. In 2022, let's return a portion of all that God has so graciously given to us. Our reading today comes from chapter 1 of the Gospel according to John. Hear God's word for you. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples, and as John watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard John say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? Jesus said to them, come and see. They came and saw where Jesus was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon, and one of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother, Simon, and said to him, we have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. Andrew brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus' son of Joseph from Nazareth. But Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him, Jesus said to him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you come to know me? And Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. And Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the child of God. You are the ruler of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And Jesus said to Nathanael, Very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the chosen here in today's reading, praise God that God's word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Praise God indeed. Church, will you pray with me? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable unto you. God, we humbly ask that you pour out your spirit upon our gathering here. We look forward to your transformation, Lord God. Amen. Just a reminder that immediately following the worship service, there is a time of fellowship, both in person and online. For folks who are in the sanctuary in person, there is in the entryway of the church, there's snacks and drinks to share. We sure hope you'll stick around for a little bit and share in some time of fellowship. Also, for those who are worshiping online, there is a time of fellowship immediately following the worship service. Just stay online and uh, chat via the comments of the worship broadcast. Uh, so just a reminder about that. 
What is going on in our scripture passage today? Well, Philip is excited to tell Nathaniel that the Messiah and the Chosen One has been found. Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Now, Nathaniel, did you notice, is decidedly unimpressed? What does he say? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? What a Debbie Downer, Nathaniel. And it's a judgment many of us may have experienced at different times. Someone who has not grown up in our hometown judges our town or dismisses our town from a distance. As an aside, I really love the town of Nazareth, Pennsylvania, just a few miles north here of Bethlehem. Uh, Nazareth has those nice, wide streets, charming, charming place. So the title of today's message is, Can Anything Good Come Out of Name of Your Town Here? So let's pause for a moment. Let's think of our hometown, or if we moved a lot, let's think of the town where we spent most of our years growing up. For those worshiping online, if you could type into the comments the name of your hometown. And then I'm going to pause, and let's just all name together our hometown, okay? I'm going to turn off my microphone. Okay. named our hometown the question is can anything good come out of our hometown well we came out of our town right good things good things come out of any place there's a singer her name is Kelsey Ballerini and she sings a song came out recently it's called half of my hometown and the lyrics go like this that half of my hometown still hanging around while the other half of my hometown, they all got out. Some went north, some went south. Still looking for a feeling half of us haven't found. Now we may judge our hometown negatively, or we may judge other towns negatively, or we may be neutral. Many years ago, um, when I shared with people that I was moving to the Allentown area to pastor a church, this was in the late 90s, uh, when I shared with people that I was moving, uh, they, they would say, well, I've never been there, and I only know it by the song, <laughs> right? The singer-songwriter, Billy Joel, what did he sing? Allentown, the song came out in 1982, the first stanza of the song, do you know it? Well, we're living here in Allentown, and they're closing all the factories down out in Bethlehem, they're killing time, filling out forms, standing in line. Now, if we don't judge a person by their town, maybe we judge them by their gender or their religious background or other categories. Early on in my pastoring, a community member shared with me that they did not have high expectations of me because I was a woman and because I was from a Roman Catholic background. And I told the person that I appreciated their honesty, and I was glad that they gave me a chance, despite those barriers they felt uh, to accepting my leadership. Now, unlike this community member, a lot of people don't even know, right, that they're negatively judging others. We're not even aware. A lot of times we don't own up to our judgments. There's the well-known psychiatrist and writer Carl Jung, and he once wrote, that the motto of the unconscious person is this, thinking is difficult, therefore let the herd 
pronounce judgment. So we often want to take shortcuts, right? And let others decide things for us instead of developing awareness and being conscious. We may too quickly accept the opinions and judgments of others before carefully weighing them on our own. And judgments, remember this, judgments can be negative or positive. A negative judgment could be something pretty obvious, right? Like the work you've done on this project is bad, right? That's a negative judgment. Now a positive judgment, on the other hand, uh, could be something like this. The work you've done on this project is incredible. And sometimes positive judgments are helpful, but they can also be stressful for people, right? Because what, what do they do? They build unrealistic expectations. And so it's always best to communicate in ways that do not provide an unsolicited evaluation of a person. There's a psychologist named Andy Puttacombe, and he says this, it's easy to praise or to blame others for their actions, but unless we know their motivation, we really know nothing at all. And so Puttacombe says that not judging others is a gift that we can give to people. Isn't that a beautiful way to put it? Not judging others is a gift that we can provide to folks. Now from a spiritual context, we understand that it's best to leave the judgment to God. In his Sermon on the Mount, Jesus puts it quite succinctly. Do not judge so that you may not be judged. In his letter to the church in Rome, the Apostle Paul writes, let us therefore no longer pass judgment on one another, but resolve instead to never put a stumbling block or a hindrance in the way of another. And then we have the letter of James. James writes, there is one lawgiver and judge who is able to save and to destroy, so who then are you to judge your neighbor? Wow, James, snap. What a great line from James. So who then are you to judge your neighbor? Now some people here grew up in judgmental religious communities or have experienced judgmental spirituality over the years, where messages from the church may not have been presented in the most invitational of ways. And I think it is hard sometimes for faith communities to balance out the commands of Jesus with the invitations of Jesus. Jesus makes commands. Jesus makes demands of his followers. And there are numerous command phrases from the Savior that we hear in Scripture. Love God, that's a command, right? Love God, love neighbor. But how about this one? Love enemies, really Jesus? Love God, love neighbor, love enemies. What are some other commands from Jesus? Follow me, feed my sheep, repent, rejoice, pray, give, honor, forgive, be not afraid, seek first God's kingdom, and many other demands and commands from Jesus. Now, on occasion, Jesus uses more invitational language, like in today's scripture passage, in chapter one of John's gospel. Jesus tells two people, come and see. And it's also the language you may have noticed. So not only does Jesus use that phrase with those two folks, with those two disciples, come and see, Philip also uses that phrase with Nathaniel, come and see. So Nathaniel, remember, he's the guy who negatively judged the town of Nazareth. And he doesn't want to give Jesus a chance due to his geographical background. 
Now, thankfully, Philip doesn't get caught up with Nathaniel's snap judgment. Philip doesn't say to Nathaniel, oh, you're so judgy, get over yourself. And Philip doesn't try to coerce Nathaniel, doesn't try to change his mind. Instead, what does Philip do? He issues an invitation to Nathaniel. Come and see. Come and see. And Nathaniel can make his decision after having an experience with Jesus. Now, we can unfortunately eliminate all sorts of people from our lives prior to having any sort of experience of them. We may decide to not spend time with people of a different political party or a different religion or a different gender or a different orientation or people from a different region. Now, of course, we are free to decide where we want to invest our time, though if we want to experience life more fully, then we're going to let God lead us to the places and the spaces where God wants us to be. And in today's scripture passage, Andrew and Philip, what do they do? They allow God to lead them. Andrew and Philip have an experience of Jesus. And in those surprising moments of meeting Jesus, what happens to Andrew and Philip? They are transformed. In fact, they are so changed by their experience of Jesus, Andrew and Philip, they can't keep quiet. Andrew brings Peter, and Philip brings Nathaniel to Jesus. Nathaniel had disparaged Jesus' hometown, but when Nathaniel lets go of his preconceived notions, he experiences the power of Jesus. Nathaniel decides to take Philip up on his invitation to come and see, and Nathaniel walks towards Jesus. And what does Jesus proclaim of, of Nathaniel? Here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. And this phrase from Jesus has double meaning. Jesus was a good Jew. He knew his scripture quite well. And so what Jesus is doing, first of all, is he's uh, sharing a phrase from a story that's found in the book of Genesis. Isaac had told his son Esau that his other son Jacob had come deceitfully and took away Esau's blessing. Jacob, remember, is a trickster, and he tricked his brother Esau out of receiving a blessing from their father Isaac. So Jesus recognizes that Nathanael is not like the deceitful Jacob. Nathanael has the gift of honesty. Jesus knows us. And so often we think that God reveals only our weaknesses and our challenges, but we forget that God also reveals what? Our gifts. God reveals our gifts. And Jesus reveals God's gift of honesty to Nathaniel. Now, Nathaniel is likely a bit taken aback, and Nathaniel asks Jesus, uh, where did you come to know me? And Jesus shares that he had seen Nathaniel under a fig tree before his conversation with Philip, and Nathaniel now understands that Jesus is not an ordinary guy, and he addresses him as rabbi, as child of God, ruler of Israel. And like doubting Thomas, the skeptic Nathaniel becomes a believer. And the passage ends with Jesus telling Nathanael that he's going to see greater things soon, including the heavens opening up and the angels descending and ascending on Jesus. I've made it pretty clear over the years that I am not a fan of spiritual certainty. 
I'm, just, I'm not a fan of spiritual certainty. And so I always enjoy reading stories of people who, who wrestle with spirituality, who wrestle with belief. Their journeys have inspired me and have alerted me to the fact that it's okay, it's okay to have doubts about faith. And I think our faith is actually deeper. I think our faith is actually more sustainable when we engage in investigation, when we take time to reflect on the meaning of things. And so there are two takeaways from our scripture passage today. And the first takeaway is this, that God uses whomever God pleases for God's purposes. Okay, what's our first takeaway? God uses whomever God pleases for God's purposes. So Jesus was from Podunk, Nazareth. And remember Jesus' parents, Mary and Joseph, they were a broke young couple. Remember Matthew and Zacchaeus, they were tax collectors. Mary Magdalene had a sketchy, sketchy past. Jacob, as just mentioned, Jacob was a trickster. Joseph was an egomaniac. Rahab was a prostitute. Moses had self-esteem issues. David was a mess. John the Baptist was weird. Peter was a flake. Paul was a grouch. And on and on and on. God uses surprising people for God's grace and glory. We all have flaws and we all have gifts. There is no one on earth who has only flaws. There is no one on earth who has only gifts. We're all flawed and gifted at the same time. I think this is a great relief. Phew. So again, first takeaway from our passage today, God uses whomever God pleases for God's purposes. And yet God is not some sort of indifferent utilitarian, okay? While we were created for a purpose and while we were created to do God's will in the world, God also created us to simply enjoy God to simply enjoy God. In today's scripture passage, Jesus says, come and see. And Philip says, come and see. When we enter into a spiritual experience, we not only set aside our expectations, what do we also do? Well, we also stop the doing, and the working, and the achieving, and the accomplishing, and the succeeding, and the producing, and the performing, and the operating, and the executing, and the managing. We instead open ourselves to God and set aside the to-do list. Who needs to set aside their to-do list today? I can't be the only one who needs to set aside their to-do list. I see one hand halfway up. Okay, well, I'll take that. One hand halfway up. Surely, I'm not the only one who needs to set aside that to-do list. We set aside the doing, the managing, the working, and we just enjoy God. We worship instead of pursuing reward. We pray instead of seeking attention. We read the Psalms instead of catching up on the latest gossip. We serve without thought of what we receive in return. We go towards others rather than expecting them to come to us. Or we go towards God rather than expecting God to come to us. Now, indeed, God does come to us throughout our lives, and it is glorious. 
God provides comfort when we are hurting. God heals us, restores us, re-energizes us. God bestows upon us a myriad of blessings, too many to mention. God reaches out to us, and God pours out on us that Holy Spirit that gives us direction and guidance. And then there's the incarnation, right? This is probably the clearest example of God coming to us. God became human and dwelt among us. And God also delights. When we come to God, when we seek after God, when we pursue spiritual depth, Jesus and Philip both say, come and see. Andrew takes Jesus up on his offer. Nathaniel takes Philip up on his invitation. We are to be curious about the spiritual life. It's always better to be curious rather than judgmental. Now, I've made no secret that I'm a big fan of the Apple TV show, Ted Lasso. Any other Ted Lasso fans here? Yeah? Oh, a few Ted Lasso fans? All right. Well, there's the dark game episode in season one of Ted Lasso. That's where the main character, Ted Lasso, shares that quotation. Ted Lasso has been underestimated yet again, and he shares, be curious, not judgmental. That well-known phrase, be curious, not judgmental. Now, in addition to that well-known phrase, be curious, not judgmental, there's another well-known phrase, and it's curiosity killed the cat. Yikes, right? Yikes. What does that mean, curiosity killed the cat? It's a warning not to poke our noses into other people's personal business. Now, we're to be curious about the ways of God. We're to be curious about people's approaches to spirituality and life. But we're not to be curious about a person's daily schedule or their relationships or age or... Uh, and yet all that information is pretty easily accessible online. Have you noticed? We can look up a Wikipedia page for a famous or semi-famous person. There's a birth date listed right there along with a relationship history. If we go to Google Images, we can look up all sorts of photos of that person. There are scary, scary websites online where you can look up and find all sorts of information about your neighbors or any random person. You know, in the 21st century, technology has made it a lot easier to peek into the intimate details of people's lives. So if we're gonna let go of our curiosity about people's personal business, then what do we focus on? What do we talk about? with others. Well, we talk about the ways of God. We talk about approaches to spirituality. And if that gets kind of awkward, there are plenty of other things to talk about, right? Current events, hobbies, pets, books, sports, movies, cars, travel, gadgets, art, weather, or one of my favorite topics, food, right? I could talk on and on about food. Now, in the scripture passage, do you notice that we do not hear Jesus and Nathaniel talking about the make and models of their donkeys, do we? We don't hear them talking about the brand of sandal uh, that they're wearing. We don't hear them talk about the quality of the hummus at the corner diner. We only get a summary of their conversation. It's always both and. You know, surely, they talked about day-to-day -day stuff in addition to the big spiritual stuff, the deep spiritual things. 
It's both and. We can have those deep spiritual conversations and we can talk about lighter topics. What matters is that we have both. And I look forward to many conversations in 2022 with all the folks of MCCLV. Now, in addition to worshiping and praying together and reflecting on scripture, today we also have an opportunity to reflect on how God has gifted us to serve through the church. Now, for people who are worshiping in person, if you could take out that lavender sheet of paper in your bulletin. This is what we call the service survey. We do this once a year at the church. We're supposed to do it in November. I'm just gonna give the COVID excuse, right? You know what, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep doing the COVID excuse here for quite some time. We were supposed to do this service survey back in November. We're a little behind on some things. So why not do it at the start of a new year? Um, and for those who are worshiping online today, there's going to be a service survey. The link is going to be posted on the worship broadcast and you can fill out that service survey online. Now, if anyone here needs a writing utensil, if you're here in person, you need a writing utensil, could you put a hand up in the air? We will bring one to you. Anyone need a writing utensil? There, there might be a pen or a pencil in your pew. No? Oh, we're good? Okay. Now, if the church already has your contact information, there's no need to fill out the back of the page, but we'd just like to know what are some ways you believe God is calling you to serve? Can we get a woo-woo to serving with board ministry? <laughs> oh, I heard it. Woo-woo. Yeah. Amen. Stewardship committee, finance committee, fundraising, policy and procedures, property committee, property research committee. Remember, MCCLV, we rent our space. We're still in the midst of a lease. How is God calling us in the future? Outreach and justice, we have... A terrific outreach and justice team. Uh, they'll be serving at the Bethlehem Emergency Shelter next week. If you're interested in serving uh, with that ministry, we have the Spiritual Formation Ministry, the Care and Fellowship Ministry. We have an online prayer team. And then we have the Communications Ministry. Do you feel God calling you in those ways? It would be helpful for us if you could fill out where do you look for information about MCCLV. That's at the top of the third page there. Do you check social media? Do you check the website? Word of mouth? E-newsletter? What are some ways that you look for information? And then we have the worship and music ministry. Serve with the minister of music and worship, Brian G. Home or online, there's some different opportunities there, uh, videos that you can record at home. We saw one of those, two of those. Do you feel called? Do you feel God calling you in that way? And then again on the back, just fill out uh, as much information as you feel comfortable filling out. And for those who are filling it out online, again, how is God calling you? What did we hear about today? God has gifted each and every one of us with special and unique gifts. And is God calling you to serve in any particular way through MCCLV? So we're going to ask that you fill that out. If you're in person, just place it in the offering plate when the offering plate comes around. For those who are worshiping online today, just make sure you 
press at the end the submit button. That's the most important thing. We want to, when you fill it out, just press the submit button uh, if you're filling it out online. And will you pray with me? We thank you and praise you, God, that you call each and every one of us. Doesn't matter our hometown, all those other things don't matter. You call each and every one of us. You have gifted each and every one of us in special, unique ways. You couldn't imagine your creation without each one of us in it. This is awesome and amazing, God. We are humbled by the gifts that you have provided to us. And we thank you. We thank you, God. And we thank you for this time together, this, this time of worship, music, prayer, and this time an opportunity to serve. Thank you, God. Let us give thanks to God. It is right to give God thanks and praise. In capitulo 26 de Evangelio de San Mateo, un grupo de amigos se juntaron para sanar con Jesús. In chapter 26 of Matthew's gospel, a group of friends gathered for supper with Jesus. Mientras comían, Jesús cogió el pan, 
Dio gracias y lo partió. While they were eating, Jesus took the bread, gave thanks, and broke it. Jesús le dio el pan a los discípulos, diciendo, tomalo y coman, este es mi cuerpo. Jesus gave the bread to the disciples, saying, take and eat, this is my body. Entonces, Jesús copió la copa, dio gracias, y se los ofreció. Then Jesus took the cup, gave thanks, and offered it to them. Jesus dijo, beban de esto todo ustedes. Ese es mi sangre de la alianza que se vierte para muchos para el perdón de los pecados. Jesus said, drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sin. Oh Dios, ven a ser nuestro testigo en esta cena sagrada que nosotros ofrecemos en tu nombre. O living Christ, come and be our guest at this sacred meal we offer in your name. Bendiga los regalos de pan y fruta de la viña. Bless these gifts of bread and fruit of the vine. Oh Dios, llega adentro de nosotros y haznos verdaderamente suyos. Oh God, touch us with it and make us truly yours. Amen. Our faith is a mixture of past, present, and future. We remember what God did for us in Christ. We experience now the spirit of the living Christ. And we look forward to God's continuing promise to us of growth and new life. And so we proclaim the mystery of our faith. Christ has died, Christ has risen, and Christ will come again. Let's share now in the gifts of Jesus Christ. This is the air I breathe. This is the air I breathe Your holy presence Living in me This is my daily is my daily bread your very word spoken to me Loving and amazing God, we're so grateful for your invitation, for your invitation to gather around your inclusive table of love. Thank you 
for this time of communion. And we thank you once again, God, for the gifts that you have given to each and every one of us. We go forth from this place wanting to glorify you and to live out the gifts that you have so graciously given. Amen. If you could please rise as able. Let's join in saying together our commission and blessing. We go into the world and bring God's healing love to all whom we meet. We will share justice and compassion with people in need. We will practice non-judgment and keep our hearts and minds open to the Spirit's direction. Amen. Walk with God. Vaya con Dios. Amen.